Hey everybody, you're listening to Nothing But Everything, the podcast where we talk about nothing, everything, and anything in between in hopes that you leave here feeling a little bit better about yourself. I'm your host and resident 20-something, Taylor Ann Carpenter. Welcome to Season 2 of Nothing But Everything. It's been a minute since we last chatted, so let me give you a quick update. Of course, you know, there was school and exams and projects and everything, and I was super busy. But in bigger news, maybe more important news, I spent the month of May studying abroad in Europe, and it was quite the trip. So obviously there's going to be a few episodes about my time abroad, but don't worry. It won't just be about everything I saw and did. It won't be about how much better one country is over the other, or how I am so much more cultured than all of y'all now. I was gone for 20 days. Prior to this trip, I had never been out of the country. I had never been away from my home, my family, or what was familiar to me for more than a week. I only speak English. I've been on a plane once before this experience, and it was hmm, for about an hour and a half when I was 12. So considering this, I've had plenty of new experiences and lessons learned in just a short amount of time. There are so many things to talk about regarding my trip, and I want to share it all with y'all, but I promise not to exhaust the subject. With that being said, today's episode has nothing to do with familiarity, but everything to do with a home away from home. We are talking about my adventures and minds. And that's what we'll be discussing today on Nothing But Everything. I never intended to study abroad, really. I always made excuses by saying I'm too busy, it's too expensive, and I don't have a passport. But one fateful day, I met up with some friends on campus for lunch. They said they wanted to go to the study abroad fair after we ate. And, you know, I had an hour and a half to kill before class, so I said I'd tag along. I didn't think anything would come of it. I was just going because I had nothing better to do, and I wanted to be with my friends. I approached a table with some people who went to France, and I asked them about their trip. The guys at the table really gave it their all. It was a fantastic pitch. I've always wanted to go to France. I studied French for four years, and I learned a lot about the country during that time. But I really wasn't interested in this particular trip. Well, while I was doing that, two of my friends I was with went to another table. So when I finished, I went and sat down and waited on them. Minutes later, they ran up to me and they said, We are studying abroad in Germany. You have no choice. And I, of course, went through my list of excuses. But then they dragged me to a table to hear about the opportunity and the scholarships I could get to attend. After that conversation, I really decided to entertain the idea. France or Germany? Germany or France? I talked with my financial advisor and my future planner, a.k.a. my dad, and I asked for his advice. And he was all for it. He gave excellent reasoning and said, if you want to go, now would be the time to go. I mean, I graduate in December. This is my last opportunity to study abroad. I still didn't know where to go, so I talked to my friends and my family who had been to Europe, and I asked for their advice. They gave me pros and cons and told me what they thought I would enjoy. So ultimately, I chose to go to Mainz, Germany and study journalism. I thought it would be better for my learning and for my career. It was more cost effective. I would likely know people going because the program was only for people in my department. It was overall a more enticing trip for me. And thus, I started my preparation for the trip. So now that I've decided to go, what's next? Well, first things first, I had to get a passport. If I wasn't able to get a passport, one I wouldn't be able to leave the country. And two, applying for the trip would be stupid. 
So my dad helped me figure out what I was doing, gathering all my personal information, filling out a passport application, taking a picture, and paying for the passport was not difficult. I mean, maybe navigating the website was a little tricky and hard to understand at times. Hey, USGov, if you're listening, please make the website more user-friendly. Thank you. But anyways, the hard part came after submitting all the paperwork. I got all my information submitted on February 9th, almost three months prior to my trip. I went to the post office and had them take my picture. I paid for my passport to be expedited, meaning I would have my passport in hand a month prior to when I was supposed to leave. At this time, the expedition time frame was five to seven weeks. So I wait. And I waited. And then I waited a little more. And after a month passed, I looked online for an update on my passport. And it said that it had just been sent. All my information had just been sent. And I was livid and began to worry about if it would get here in time. And what would I do if I didn't? What if my information got lost? All the worst case scenarios were popping into my head, but there was nothing to do at this point other than wait. So I waited some more. During this time, I had so many people praying it would get here in time, and every day I saw them, they would ask about it. I am so grateful for those people, but it definitely made me giggle when I would see them multiple days in a row, and it got to the point where they would just look at me, and I would shake my head no. It did end up coming in time, but the U.S. State Department did have me for a second. I was getting real worried. In the meantime, I began my application. It was due in less than a month from when I initially decided to go on the trip. So I was just a little pressed for time, but I immediately took action. I asked my professors to write me recommendation letters. I filled out the application questions, submitted my personal information, and paid the application fee. I was honestly worried for some reason I wouldn't get in, but I did. My program only takes six people, which is why I was stressed, but my professors, friends, and family reassured me of my skills and the strength of my application. Shortly after the deadline, I got my acceptance letter, and it was official. I was going to Germany. Now, I don't want to bore y'all with all the preparation details, so I'm going to stop here. But I wanted y'all to know how I even ended up in Germany in the first place. Those of you who know me know I'm a big time planner. I don't do spontaneity. I don't usually try a lot of new things. So this was a big step for me. I want to take this time in this episode to share my highlights and struggles over the past few weeks and share some of the stories with y'all. So let's start with the highlights. The first highlight of my time abroad was the fact I was able to visit a different continent, but even more so, three different countries. Germany, the Netherlands, and Belgium. This is a big deal for me, and in the span of a week, I had visited more countries than I had in 20-something years of living. Back in the States, I didn't travel much. The farthest north I ever went was Chicago. Farthest south was Florida. East was somewhere in North Carolina. And west, Dallas. All that to say... I don't do much traveling, and the traveling I did was all in the same area, the South. Now, there's nothing wrong with the South, but it limits my travel experience. Getting on a plane for an eight-hour flight to Frankfurt was exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time, but it meant that I got to experience a new country. The second weekend we were in Mainz, we took a train from there to Amsterdam and then from Amsterdam to Brussels. It was so much fun. And not to mention, trains really aren't a big thing in America, so I really don't recall ever riding a train anywhere. We also visited several other towns and cities in Germany. We took buses and subways. We even had a riverboat cruise down the Rhine River one day. It was beautiful. I posted pictures of it on my Instagram at tatgirl, so if you want to look at those, that's where they are. 
Suffice to say, I experienced lots of variety in transportation on this trip, and I knocked off a bucket list item. Visit Europe. Next, the weather was so nice. Sunny and 70 with a cool breeze. This may make me sound old, but the weather was perfect. It rained a couple times and was chilly a couple mornings, but overall, the weather was more than ideal. I felt like I was living in a dreamland. I would wake up around 8, I would open my windows, and a breath of fresh air would wake me up. The breeze would fill my room. I kept my windows open pretty consistently because there was no air conditioning. You might be thinking, Taylor Ann, no air conditioning? I would be miserable. But on the contrary, it was so nice that I was never even bothered by the fact that there was no air conditioning. I would walk to class, and most days it felt surreal. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of that Disney movie, Enchanted. The main character is a princess, and everything is perfect in her life. She sings, and the birds sing back. She does chores, and it doesn't exhaust her or bore her. She smiles, skips, and belts out songs down the streets of New York City without a care in the world. I know it's silly, but that's how I felt. I felt like I should be skipping down the streets of mines. I mean, there was absolutely no humidity. It was lovely. I love to be outside, but back home, some days it's impossible due to the weather. But in Germany, I was outside all of the time. I was all over town doing and seeing. It was so enjoyable. Speaking of doing and seeing, another highlight from my trip was trying new things. In particular, new foods. I am a picky eater. I've got my foods that I like, and that's that. I rarely try new foods, but in the spirit of trying new things, I decided I would try everything while abroad, and it did not disappoint. Bratwurst, schnitzel, and sauerkraut are typical German cuisine. I ate schnitzel and bratwurst several times throughout my stay, but I hated the sauerkraut. I ate tomatoes, which is something I don't really do in America. I tried all sorts of sauces, dips, and dressings. Most of the time, I enjoyed it. My friend was asking about the food, and I told her that I had an amazing burger, and she was like, that's the most Taylor Ann thing I've ever heard, eating a hamburger in Germany. And I told her to hop off because it wasn't my plain old cheeseburger. There was a plethora of interesting things on it. I pretty much took a picture of everything I ate, and a bunch of it was so different from what I would eat in America. I am proud of myself. Six months ago, I would not be caught dead trying new foods. But when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And that's exactly what I did. And I'm still trying new foods now that I'm back in America. And I, I love it, honestly. In a similar vein, experiencing a new culture was definitely one of the best things about the trip. There was so much different about Germany and Tennessee. Neither way of life was bad, only different. I already discussed the lack of air conditioning, but there was so much more than that. In Tennessee, and I would say a large portion of America, public transit is seldom used. But in mines, you either walk or you take the tram. It was weird to me that if I wanted to go to the mall or to dinner, I would have to plan my day around the tram schedule. Luckily, they came every 15 minutes or so. So it was never really a huge deal. But if I was trying to catch a train somewhere else in Germany, I would have to account for the tram. If my train left at 8, I would have to see if there was a tram that came at 7.30 to make sure I would get there on time. And if there was one at 7.20 and 7.40, I would have to take the early one to make sure I wouldn't miss the train. It really wasn't an inconvenience or anything. It was just different. And if I were in the same situation in America, I would just get in the car and go. There are some ideas or customs I was familiar with, but it was still surprised when I experienced it. Europeans love football, or I guess as we call it, soccer. 
And it's the only thing they talk about in terms of sports. I can't speak for every country, but it's huge in Germany. One day in class, I asked the German students if they watched any other sports. I even listed traditionally European sports, you know, rugby, cricket, handball, all sorts of things. And they gave me a look and then said no. It was like there was no need for another sport when you have football. And the games were a big deal. It was an all-day affair, much like American football, with the tailgating and painting your faces, the team colors, and dressing up in team gear. The only difference was, whether they won or lost, they were still celebrating afterwards. Trust me, I would know. On my first night in Mainz, there was a match. I woke up in the middle of the night to cheering and singing and chanting from the local team. Come to find out, the home team lost that game. Yet, I was hearing all sorts of things from them at 1 a.m. For reference, the game ended around 10.30, I believe. This is plenty of time for the people to celebrate and have the stadium cleared out. There was one thing that was so different in America, but to be a thousand percent honest, I quite liked it. That would be that most businesses were closed on Sunday. There were pretty much only a few restaurants open on Sundays. That meant anything you would need for the day would need to be bought during the week or on Saturday. But I didn't mind this. It made Sundays quite unique. Sundays were a day to rest, recharge, and spend time doing things you love with the people you love. It was nice. It was chill. Sundays were very enjoyable days for us. Finally, meeting new people was one of the best parts of the experience. I only knew of the people in my study abroad group, so I was basically meeting everyone for the first time and spending 20 days with them, which was so fun. But beyond that, I had the opportunity to meet and befriend several German students, which allowed me to learn more about the country and their culture. I was able to expand my knowledge and better understand Germany. It was so fun getting to hear about their childhoods and their way of living. Some of the students I bonded with most were those who went to America as part of my university's study abroad program. They had several of the same experiences I did when they first got to a new country. They told me about things in America they were most surprised about. They told me about their favorite and least favorite things. We were able to exchange stories about mishaps that happened while abroad or cool events we participated in while away from home. It was nice to connect with people who I had a shared experience with, but also see it on the flip side. Now, that's not to say that there weren't struggles. I know I said meeting new people was a highlight, but it was also a challenge. First of all, it's simply just intimidating to come to a new country knowing almost no one, but then putting yourself out there and befriending new people. That's difficult. The first day of class, a group chat was made that included all of the students in the class, both German and American. And I was thinking to myself, this is great. It's a perfect opportunity to reach out to these people and make friends. And that's exactly what I did. I sent a message in the group chat a few days later. It was the day right before our next class, and I said something along the lines of, hey, everyone, wanted to see if any of you guys were interested in grabbing lunch with us. We would love to get to know y'all better. Their response? Silence. I definitely felt defeated after that. But there are no hard feelings. I just wanted to meet new people and maybe gain a friend or two in the process. It took some time to make new friends, but it all worked out. The second thing I struggled with was going with the flow. But of course, with any trip, there's always a mishap. And with a group of people with all different interests, there's got to be some flexibility. I'm one of those people that wants to know what we're doing every second of the day. There was lots of spontaneity on this trip. It wasn't like the trip was unplanned. There was just a lot of time when we were able to decide what to do, where to go, or what to see. I had to adapt to that kind of lifestyle. It was a completely different routine. There was a handful of times when we would miss a train or it would be canceled for some reason and we would have to pivot. 
we'd have to change our plans or our ride or whatever. But I don't love doing that. Obviously, you do what you gotta do, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. While I was in Mines, there was very little room for routine. Some days it was wake up whenever you want and visit whatever you want. But then the next day it would be wake up at 6, be at the train at 7, be in the city by 8, do these things, get to the train station, and return home by 5. And some days it was wake up, have a nice breakfast, see something, go to class, see something else, go to dinner. It just depended on the day. And that's not something I'm used to. It was fun at times to have no schedule or routine, but I am also a person that craves that. I'm obsessed with that kind of organization. The lack of routine and a flexible schedule allowed me to enjoy being in a different country, or for lack of a better term, stop and smell the roses. So was it a challenge? Yes. Was it bad? No. And finally, this one is definitely to be expected, but homesickness was a struggle. Now, as a reminder, I have never been out of the country, and I've never been away from my home and family for more than a week. Being gone for three weeks is a big deal for me. I frequently called or texted my family and friends, which definitely helped me fight the homesickness. We were also so busy that it was easy for me to get my mind off of being homesick. I definitely wasn't homesick the whole time, but there were a couple of times when I just wanted to see the people I love most. The moment I think of was during the second week of being in Germany. It was Mother's Day back home, so I called my mom and wished her a happy Mother's Day. I wanted to watch my mom open her gifts, and I wanted to see her. So I was glad that we had that chance. But my family was celebrating, and they were grilling out and eating my favorite foods. Everybody was together, minus me. And that moment made me just miss being home and with my family. Do I regret going on the trip? Absolutely not. My time in Europe was amazing. It was an opportunity that I am so thankful for. It taught me a lot. I was able to get outside my comfort zone and be comfortable with the uncomfortable. I had the chance to study in a new place with new people and new subject matter. I experienced other cultures. I ate different foods. Even though my trip was just a few weeks ago, I definitely feel like I grew because of the experience. It was exciting and scary and happy and funny and sad and intriguing all at the same time. It was delightful. So, for anyone debating about studying abroad, you should do it. Will it be a breeze? Probably not. But great things don't come easy. Even if after your trip, you decide that it was horrible and you never want to do anything like it again, you still gain something from the experience. You were able to figure out that it is not your thing, and that's okay. At least you can say you did it. At least you'll have an interesting story to tell. When studying abroad, you don't have to like every single thing you did, saw, or ate. Even if everyone else likes it, you don't have to. But trying new things is important. It helps you discover more about yourself. For anyone completely closed off to studying abroad, that's okay. You don't have to want to study abroad, but don't count it out just yet. Maybe get some more information. Find a trip that really interests you and meet with a study abroad advisor. Keep an open mind about the experience. If it is fear or worry that is stopping you, push it to the side and take that leap. I know it's easier said than done, but I can almost guarantee that you'll be grateful you did it. Studying abroad was something I never saw myself doing, and yet I did it. I studied abroad. I went out of the country, I did something outside of my bounds, and I loved it. There were ups and downs, but it was wonderful nonetheless. My challenge to y'all is try to get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your routine. Try something different. Push yourself. It doesn't have to be flying across the globe and visiting a foreign country. It can be as simple as putting yourself out there and meeting new people, even though you're a shy person. Pushing ourselves is how we grow. 
Challenging ourselves is how we grow. Whether you enjoy it or not, if you get uncomfortable, that is, if you try something new, you will gain something from the experience. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening to Nothing But Everything. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend you want to travel with. I hope you enjoyed our time together and are feeling a little bit more willing to try new things and to go to new places. To see a plethora of pictures and videos from my time abroad, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at TatGirl or on Twitter at TaylorAnnCarpe. And finally, if you like this podcast, feel free to subscribe and stay up to date on all of our episodes. Bye, y'all.